0: Welcome to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are back, and I am one half of your host, Stephen. And I'm Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going. We're back again. And uh, today I'm going to bring a topic that might be scoffed at a little bit. It's all right. That's what we do. Because, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. It's got
1: your brain ticking now.
0: Yeah, so i am been searching up some mermaid sightings. What? <laughs> yeah. So I figured I'd look into this a little bit. I found one particular one that's pretty rad, so I was looking up some other ones to kind of lead into it, and it branches out to some other stuff. So we're just going to run with it. Fun fact, my oldest son, Everett, has been deathly afraid of mermaids since he was little. So shout out to Rightly Everett. Rightly so. Yeah. Terrified. I don't blame you. I'd be fucking scared of him too. I know. And then he went. they went to uh, Myrtle Beach... A couple summers ago, and he got sung by jellyfish, so I'm pretty sure the mermaid sent the jellyfish to sting him.
1: Probably. I mean, I understand his fear. I can be in six inches of dark water, and I'm convinced there's a giant squid in there somewhere.
0: That's probably because there
1: is. That's what I'm saying. I can't see into it, so there's always something horrifying in what you can't see.
0: That's true. But before we go under the sea, we have to get through the business. So, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search Hollow Sky Podcast and we shall be there. Come on over, hang out with us, interact with all the other listeners on all the socials, uh, post memes, share interesting stories you come across, just chat it up with us. Let us know about some of your scary encounters and stuff. Speaking of which, Kyle's going to tell you how to share those encounters with us. You get a hold of us. How do you do that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can call us at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow, 800 or you can use your voice memo app, record your story, shoot it over by email, and our email is going to be holoskypodcast at com. You can write us out stories. You can send text messages. Really, you can just do whatever the <coughs> fuck you want as long as you get us a story because we, we want to hear it and we want to talk about it. And we we were just discussing this, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Go for it. Um, And I'm sure that a lot of other podcasters probably don't listen to our shit, which is fine. But if you do and you are in the same field as we are.
0: Spooky stuff. Or
1: even if you're a little bit more on the skeptic side, that can make for good conversation too. Skeptic stuff. But we were talking about wanting to reconnect with some other fellow podcasters. And maybe do some roundtable discussions and shit like that. Just just kind of freshen things up, get other opinions on board, and then you know go from there. Mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, it would be dope.
1: Have some real conversation with somebody.
0: It'd be dope.
1: Might be more of a change of pace for you guys instead of hearing me and Steve talk shit all the time, hours on end. But,
0: but I don't know. That's what we're here to do.
1: Yeah, you guys tune
0: in so. You're partly to blame. (laughs) (laughs) Your fault. So, yeah, we also have stickers for sale. If you guys want to buy some of our dope stickers, which we have some new ones coming down the pipe soon. But if you want to buy ones we already got, holler at us on the socials and we will hook you up. The old three for five. It's a steal. Mm. Buy some stickers. Wow. Um, anyway, after that shameless plug, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, hop on over and leave us a five-star rating and review. And we will shout you out. As I said last time, you guys are doing awesome. Got a whole bunch I got to go over, which I'm not complaining. No. It is super dope. I mean,
1: we're pretty much famous at this point. Yeah,
0: basically famous. Um, today's five-star rating and review comes from... Pet my furry bunny, <laughs> dope. It's titled "The Old College Try." When I read that, I'm like, man, that doesn't sound very good. No, that's <laughs> the, what I just thought. I'm like, the house is a fucking old, five the star The old college try. And they put two guys talking about stuff I like to hear and do a good job on the research and storytelling part. So well done, gentlemen, and congratulations on the increased downloads. Thanks. Thanks, pet my furry bunny. I hope your bunny gets pet. Yeah. And uh, speaking of downloads. I just want to thank all you guys again for tuning in, sharing, telling your friends to check us out. It's been awesome, especially as of late. Hell yeah. Yeah. California's popping off back that way, according to the Podbean. Yeah, and New York is too. Yeah, and the UK. Shout out to all our UK listeners from across the pond. Yeah, there's probably not much in China right now. Well, that's not UK. Same thing. They don't, they don't even get to listen to podcasts in China.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. They probably don't. I forgot they...
0: <coughs> they monitor everything. Yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: It's weird. Great, great. It's weird. Anywho, today's uh, listener encounter, it's another one from Reddit I got permission to use, and it is a Stickman encounter, which I thought was kind of cool. So if you haven't listened to it yet, jump back and check out our Stickman episode. It is from Reddit user... I am not Marcelo posted on the paranormal board. Here it goes. So I'm from London and my family was driving to Oxford to see my grandparents when we stopped at a service station on the M25 for some food at around 7:30 in the evening. I get McDonald's and head back to the car while the rest of the family heads to the bathroom. I'm eating my food with the car door open to get some air. Then I look ahead and see there's a weird looking tree around a hundred feet away. I focus and see that it's a stick man slash figure that it's, that's about 15 feet tall. For reference, that's about the height of a double-decker bus facing my direction. It's completely black and kind of looks like something I'd draw when I was five. I'm scared shitless and immediately close the car door and wait for my family to come back. Then it's gone. I looked into this and found out that many other people have similar experiences with the stick figure phenomenon. I'm scared shitless at the moment from this. Was it an alien? I'm not sure. So, that is... I'm not Marcelo's encounter with a stick man, which sounds quite similar to the stick man encounters that we had from that previous episode.
1: That was actually a fun episode. I remember reading some of those stories (laughs) now and they were, they were pretty interesting, but initial reaction. Are you, are you Steve afraid of said stick man or, or what? Like if you were to see one, what do you think your initial reaction would be?
0: Um, I'm kind of biased from all of the stories that we've heard because none of them seem to be uh, malevolent. Yeah. Yeah. None of them seem to want to cause harm and most of the times when they're spotted they just try to try for people to unsee them to get out of the way. Yeah. So I don't feel like they're necessarily bad
1: No, just how would you feel like if you saw one? What do you think you'd do?
0: I'd probably... Probably question it. Like, am I really seeing this?
1: I think I would just be... I think I would just be dumbfounded. Like, I'd see it and I'd be like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, because we had that one just up the road from us where the thing crossed the road right in front of his car. Like, I don't know. It's weird, and there's so many... The thing that leads, lends credibility to it is that there's so many people seeing the same figures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a one-off, I'd be like, all right, that's probably somebody just being tired, driving, seeing something, right, some shit yeah. like that. But there's there's just one account after another account after another account of them seeing the exact same stick figures. It is, it's weird. I stand true to the fact that, of course, again, I almost feel like they're beings from an alternate dimension, maybe slipping over, not realizing it until somebody locks on with them, like, oh, shit. You know, that's that's not from something we're supposed to see here. And like I said in the last episode, it could be our brains trying to familiarize it with something. That's true. And it just pops in, oh, Stickman. What's the – it's it's like the, the Ghostbusters – phenomenon what's the least horrifying thing you can think of right instead of the stay puff marshmallow man you get a stick guy yeah your brain just trying to hold it together
1: which is that would be weird that's so weird to think about it's really strange to think about
0: and like it's just it's just bizarre that people keep seeing it so much you know it's there's there's gotta there's gotta be an entity of some sort. that'd be one that I kind of wished I could see, you know because I mean, the only thing that really changes about them is their dimensions, like their height. Yeah, like here's somebody commented on it said I've actually seen a stick man. I actually seen a stick man thing last night and it was in my house. I got up to go to the bathroom and I got this weird feeling that I wasn't alone. I turned to look down my pitch black hallway and I see a one legged black chair looking thing standing in the middle of the hallway. I got so freaked out I looked away, but the glimpse I got was it was about three to four feet tall. It looked small, but so weird and out of place. I get up and I get up to look again because I'm freaked out because I jumped into bed when I saw it and looked away. I go to see if any of my cats are there or anything and try to react to what I saw. It was just unexplainable. After I slept, being scared as F, I had a terrible nightmare. Do you know where I can get help in the native culture to get rid of these stick beings? So it's pretty, huh. I wouldn't say it's common, but it's common enough.
1: That one I would have been scared.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on. in your house. At it's night. It's in the dark. Yeah.
1: You know, it's kind of like creeping on you.
0: Could it be, could they be like a type of shadow person? You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know.
1: Still doesn't really account for their, their height <coughs> changes, but. No. That in itself is rather strange.
0: Or an alien, or a demon, or... You know, who knows? I mean, really, the
1: possibilities are endless. Who knows? I think your take on it is probably the most logical, the fact that they're from a different dimension.
0: It's just weird that they take the form of a stick person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is weird. But there's a lot of unanswered questions out there, dog.
1: That there is.
0: Speaking of which... About That's to go under the sea. Perfect segue. Yeah. About to go under the sea with this thing. Down to Ariel's land, Ursula's land. Talking Little Mermaid here. I came across a weird mermaid encounter on Reddit, of course. So, to get to that, I'm going to go over a myriad of mermaid sightings as of late and talk about them leading up to this. Reddit encounter, which kind of takes tangents off on itself. So, before we get into it, Kyle, what is your opinion on mermaids? Do you think they could exist, or do you think it's just a figment of fantasy that sailors put together from being on the ocean four months at a time?
1: Well, I think that know they may have stretched the truth at times, the sailors, but I, I hold I hold faith in like them and Native Americans and stuff because there were they always wrote lore about uh, the giant squid attacking their boats and shit. Right. We didn't believe that the giant squid was real for the longest time. True. And well, coming to find out, it they are real. Uh, as far as the mermaids are concerned, I. 100% believe that there is a possibility they are real or at one time could have been real I, I don't find that you know out, out of the realm of possibility there's not much that I do find out of the realm of possibility but you know that kind of goes without saying it Just it's, it's just who I am I'm more of the believer type and I've said that from day one more of the Moulder than the Scully uh, yeah so I, I totally believe that there is at least a possibility that these things could exist because the the ocean is vast, extremely vast, and we haven't even, what was it? We haven't even uh, looked into like 2% of the ocean or some crazy L- shit like we've that. We've only
0: looked into like... Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, it's probably like 95% unexplored. Yeah. So if you think about the creatures that we've discovered in the 10% or 5% that we have explored... Like, the largest mammal or the largest animal on the planet is in that 5%. What could be lurking in the other 90%?
1: Right, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's that's one crazy thing about the ocean is we, we're we not designed to be down there at all. Like, we, can, we can't handle the depth. We can't be down there for long periods of time, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, like, as far as when it comes to looking <coughs> in the ocean, just because you looked here today doesn't mean there won't be something in the same spot tomorrow but you're not gonna look at it because you already quote-unquote looked at it checked it out you know what i mean
0: yeah yep i'm kind of on the fence yeah you know i believe people are seeing something i'm gonna put that out there yeah because even if it's not mermaids i mean look at all of the folklore type fuck there's that one from japan Think of all the folklore type shit that people are seeing. Everything from gnomes to fairies. You know, people are seeing something. Right. Whether it's the live flesh and being actual mythological creature. The ninjin. The ninjin. Yeah, that's creepy.
1: Japanese cryptid that basically it looks like a giant fish except for the head resembles a human and it has fucking arms like we do. Weird. So, not weird. saying this is real or not, it probably is, but, I mean, that could be the mermaid itself, or it could be a byproduct of the mermaid, so to speak. Yep. But- There was just that goldfish that they- you saw the video of that, didn't you? It looked
0: you? like it had a human-ass face. Yeah, which is it's weird Not as an ass fuck. face, but a human face. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I uh, stumbled across uh, this article on Listverse that has ten astonishing and infamous mermaid sightings. So I'm going to share them with you guys as kind of a lead into this Buck Reddit Chris post. Put Columbus on this month? Yeah, dog, crazy, right? That I is weird. Start out with that. Okay, I'm not going to go in any particular order. I'm just going to kind of roll through these as I see them. Columbus and Caribbean mermaids. If you guys want to check out this list on your own, be sure to pop over to Listverse and check it out. Ten astonishing and infamous mermaid sightings. Christopher Columbus is known for his encounters with mermaids on his voyages near Hispaniola. Columbus wrote in his ship's log that he and the crew encountered three mermaids whilst in the water around the islands of Hispaniola. Columbus documented that the mermaids were cavorting in the water, and when the ship drew near, the three mermaids rose out of the water. To Columbus's dismay, the mermaids were not as beautiful as depicted in the stories of yore. Columbus thought the mermaids to be quite undesirable and mannish. Today, it is believed Columbus and his waterlogged crew were actually seeing a group of manatees, which poses the question: Would a seasoned captain such as Mr. Columbus mistake a giant, chubby sea cow for a woman, a human? Uh, I don't know. Kind of a stretch. A little bit. Because if you look at a manatee, they do not look anything like a human, especially if it's coming out of the water.
1: Yeah, they're not even close.
0: <clears throat> they're called sea cows for a reason. I mean, they look
1: I like... can understand if you've never seen a manatee before, you going, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, but you're not going to go, that looks like a lady. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're definitely not going to think that.
0: No, not at all. So, I know I wouldn't. He had to have seen something, right? Well, yeah. Something interesting next we are going to go to I'm trying to do these in chronological order I guess the Bering Sea Mermaids Henry Hudson was exploring cold northern waters waters off Norway in the year 1608 written in his journal he describes a day when he had a strange encounter with a group of mermaids the mermaid Hudson claimed saw his crew proceeded to call up more of her mermaid sisters he described the women as being as big as the men in his crew with very white skin and long dark hair Making his way down their bodies, he discovered a tail, which he described as that of a dolphin, but with the spotting of a mackerel. Hudson seemed thrilled by his discovery of the mermaids. Like many sailors of the time, people often assumed that it's possible sailors on the high sea were mistaking animals, often manatees, as these nautical beauties. Hudson's case is strange because sailing in the Bering Sea near Norway, there are no manatees. Naturalist Philip Henry... Goss, in his mid-1800s work, The Romance of Natural History, believes there is no way Hudson was mistaking an animal for the mermaid. He believes seasoned sailors such as Hudson would be able to identify animals in that location easily. Goss believes Hudson either made the entire story up or he saw something truly unique to the realm of science. So, it makes you wonder, are there mermaids in the uh, Arctic waters or did he just make all this up? So you can't blame a manatee on this one because they don't even exist in that part of the world. Right. So old boy was seeing something, whether it's a figment of his imagination or whether he was just weaving a tail. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, the effects of being
1: out at sea for long periods of time. Like, I don't know. Like it just, I guess you could blame it on hallucinating or being deprived of this, that, and the other but i don't know like like i said I, before i, I still kind of hold credence into what's not not to a T of these guys description but they're like you like you said they, they seen something there's something that they're seeing <coughs> and they're they're trying to describe it as best they can you know you always have to account for maybe some over exaggeration and that type of shit but other than that i mean they they're seeing something
0: yeah and when i like when you see a woman you know it's a woman for you know sure I mean? yeah you're not gonna mistake it for a hippopotamus or a manatee or something like that like that's just that's it's asinine yeah it doesn't even make sense it's not even close to being the same thing no so the fact that there's so many of these again kind of kind of leads credence to that maybe there is something in the ocean next excuse me we have the dearness mermaid Scotland appears to have its fair share of mermaid sightings throughout history. Beginning in 1890, Newark Bay became the location of multiple mermaid sightings. Many people thought the Taco mermaids were just hearsay and rumors. However, many people began sharing their tales of what they termed the Dearness Mermaid. This mermaid was not the beauty of past legends, however. People described a seven-foot-long humanoid with pale white skin and black hair. The locals described her crawling under the rocks, using her arms, and sliding back into the waves. A few glances of her that people got were at a distance. The Dearness Mermaid was apparently quite weary and stayed far away from the beach's shore. However, the Dearness Mermaid only stayed in the bay for a few summers, then silently disappeared back into the murky depths. Was it a mermaid? Was it a whale? Did people make it up? No one knows, but the legend does live on in Newark Bay. Again, another account from way back when of people seeing what resembles a human Female, mermaid.
1: It's kind of crazy that most of the sightings so far, and I'm sure it kind of will hold to this, but most of them are women. Yeah, it's kind of in, it's kind of interesting.
0: Which kind of makes you wonder because most of the guy, most of the people that are seeing them are, I'm assuming, male sailors.
1: Uh, that's fucking weird.
0: So are they out there, and they're just like, is it like a mirage? You know, they've been. Out on the ocean for so long, haven't I mean, seen it's a, haven't seen anyone of the opposite sex. That they're just staring out into the waves, daydreaming or something.
1: And they see a dolphin shoot up through, and their 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 head plays that that trick on them where yeah. they put a woman's half up top. Like, but then again, you know, in some of these accounts, they're like, yeah, these women weren't very attractive. Yeah. So,
0: um, here we have one from Scotland in the 1800s, the hybridine mermaid. Scotland has countless mysteries and legends uh, with mermaids taking place in their folk folklore. However, in 1830, a mermaid was apparently seen and subsequently killed by the people of Bimbecula. While cutting seaweed near the shore one day, a woman claimed to have seen a miniature woman swimming in the water. Surprised by her discovery, she called many people over to view the water dweller. As men began to rush at her in the water, she quickly swam out of their reach. Some boys in the group threw stones at the scared mermaid, one actually striking her in the back few days later, the corpse of the mermaid supposedly washed up on shore. Like many other claims of mermaids, this one was small, with pale white skin, had the tail of a fish without scales. After the body of the deceased mermaid had been found, the sheriff of the town thought it was only fitting that the mermaid have a proper burial. A coffin was made and the body was wrapped in a shroud. The mermaid's coffin was then buried above the shoreline where she was found. Although the tale of the mermaid's grave has withstood the test of time, no one's certain no one is certain where the body was buried. No markers or signs have denoted where she may lie. So what did the people actually see that day? This is interesting. It is interesting. Because there is a possibility of a body.
1: It brings me to back to my point from the last episode about how humans are giant pieces of shit. Because, <laughs> you know, let's, let's... Kill it! Yeah, let's say that these things are real. We, <coughs> the human race, are probably going to do one of two things. We're going to fucking kill it. we're going to capture it and put it in a goddamn museum or we're going to run a bunch of tests on it, stick it with needles, this, that and the other. Even even though this is at the very least, one could assume half human. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that if we did stumble across them and they they had a form of communication where I mean, that it wouldn't be out of the realm where you could be like, hey, could we draw some blood? Uh. You know, kind of check you out because you're kind of an anomaly. This is pretty interesting, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to snatch you up and do what we want to do with you.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know. That's not any justification. That was in the 1830s, but I feel like people weren't as scientifically sound back then as they are now. No, it still doesn't justify them killing it. No, but that's just the way people are. From there, we go to 1943. The orang, I can. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Looks right. During 1943, World War II was still raging on. The war did not, however, stop the appearance of one of the most well-documented mermaid sightings. On the K Islands of Indonesia, Japanese soldiers had set up a surveillance team. During their time there, several members of the surveillance team reported seeing a small humanoid figure in the water with spines on its neck and head and mouth like that of a carp. The mermaid figure was often seen playing in lagoons and near the beach shores of the K Islands. Japanese soldiers were bewildered by what they were seeing, but after speaking to the natives, they learned that the the mystical mermaid-like creature was actually a known entity called the Orang ikan or the human fish. As sightings continued, a sergeant with the group, Mr. Teiro Horiba, was invited by the indigenous people of the island to see what they had caught in their fishing nets. Upon arrival at the village, he entered the chieftain's home to find one of these creatures splayed out on the floor. Horiba described the small body with red-brown hair, spines along the neck, a humanoid face with a lipless, fish-like mouth full of needle-sharp teeth. Mr. Horiba was confused and shocked by what he saw and urged zoologists to investigate after the war. No one believed any of his stories of the mermaids of the Key Islands.
1: This one's interesting because I was going to say that so far, almost every description has been relatively the same. Yeah, like This is the first one... That seems to be a little bit more on the fish side than human
0: side. Which could actually be some unknown species. Absolutely. You know, because like you said, that goldfish with the human face doesn't sound you, that far off.
1: It looks like a fucking human
0: face on a goldfish. It's weird. Yeah, YouTube it. I'll just share it on the Facebook. Yeah, it's it's, it's strange. Bizarre. Um, Next, we're getting a little closer to our time period. The Act of Pass Mermaid in 1967... British Columbia became the hub of mermaid excitement when a mermaid was spotted lounging on the shore of Main Island. Ferry riders that evening saw a blonde woman sitting on the beach shore. She was topless, had long blonde hair, and the tail of a porpoise. Some witnesses became very upset. They believed that they saw the mermaid eating a raw salmon on the beach that day. After the sighting by the ferry passengers, the mermaid was seen one more time the following week. As the locals got swept up... By the spotting of this mysterious mermaid, the town locals began seeking information relating to her. The town newspaper The Colonist put up a $25,000 reward for the mermaid. Arrangements were even made for the mermaid to have room and board once she was found and successfully acclimated into the town setting. Although many believe the entire mermaid's sighting was a charade, there are still many who believe what they saw was real. Is that an apparent
1: picture of it, or is I it just a don't know. recreation?
0: It looks like a looks like an actual OG picture for the time period. Yeah, the picture makes me suspect a little. Yeah, it just looks like a woman with a, with fins on her feet. Yeah, so I is, don't know could have been a tourist trap. Like it could have been. She she know. really played into it if she was chewing into a, a raw, raw salmon fish that day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. If the picture, like you said, if the picture is legit of what they saw, it's probably not that real.
1: Yeah, the picture is not that convincing.
0: No. So, now we're getting into the old uh, 2000s here. So, we're going to the, this one's called the Kaiman, K-A-I-M-A-N. In 2008, waves were being made around South Africa as a legendary mermaid called the Kaiman was making a splash in the news. A group of friends were camping near a river when they heard a loud splashing and banging noises. Upon further investigation, the group came upon a woman in the water. The woman appeared to be pale white with long black hair. Her skin had an opalescence that made her seem as if she was nearly glowing. The most shocking feature was... Seen when the woman turned to the group, she had piercing red eyes. A woman ran to investigate the claims that the Kaiman had been seen. She noted that the mermaid made a sorrowful cry like a woman crying. After a moment of chaos with the group, the mermaid disappeared into the murky water. People of South Africa are very leery of the Kaiman as she is known for pulling people under and trapping them beneath the depths with objects in which you most desire. A distressed swimmer? Was it a distressed swimmer or the legendary mermaid? So that's
1: this. This sounds more like, like lore, like we've covered before. You know, when you, when you talk about a lot of cryptids and stuff, a lot of cryptids have the quote unquote red eyes. Yeah, you know, a lot of them have red eyes. So it, there is a little bit of correlation there. And then there's the more nefarious underlaying to the mermaid in this situation about how it, it, it may want to cause you harm.
0: Almost sounds like a boogeyman kinda kind of you know yeah. keep the kids out of the water, right, don't go in right. there. The the caiman's gonna get you, you know which I mean, you know, there's
1: a lot of things to be afraid of in the African water.
0: Yeah. It could have started with some sort of big fish pulling somebody down, you know, and then kind of evolved into this absolutely story that parents could use to keep their kids out of the water.
1: But what makes it even more interesting <clears throat> is the fact that it happened in two thousand eight. Yeah. So, Yeah. you know, I feel like s- not saying that those those stories and everything aren't still alive, but I wouldn't think they're as alive today as they were back then.
0: I could be wrong because I don't live over there. So there's more, though. There's more here recently. All right. The, the Zimbabwe mermaids. <laughs> In 2012, construction crews in Zimbabwe were scared away from their work on the Gakwe and Osborne dams by an irate mermaid. Referred to as the Mambamuntu by the locals, the mermaids were harassing workers as they attempted to complete the construction of the dams. The local workers raised in an area of folklore and myth believed the appearance of the Mambamuntu to be a bad omen and refused to finish construction on the dam. The local council, in an attempt to pursue the construction continued construction of the dams hired white workers to finish the job this was an attempt to hire persons not engulfed in the legend and popularity of the mambamuntu sightings however these workers fled the construction site as well and they vowed never to return due to the rage and harassment of the zimbabwe river mermaid an attempt to placate the irritated mermaids local council members and chieftains performed ritual rites and the cleansings to allow further development of the dams. So, not only did the indigenous people get scared off by the mermaids, but people who had no clue about the myth or the lore
1: also got scared off.
0: Also dealt with the same stuff.
1: So that makes this story a little bit more interesting. Because you have people completely disconnected that are like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm out of here because yeah. this is not normal.
0: And In- like, like I stated before, people have to be seeing something for sure. Something that they can't explain, because if it was a giant catfish, they'd be like, "This big ass catfish doesn't want us to build this dam." But right. no, people just keep going back to mermaids, and mermaid is a half is a half person. You know, it's it's yeah. a humanoid kind of.
1: I feel like that you can't fuck that up.
0: No, you you know when you say mermaid, you know what you're talking about, right? this one I dug a little deeper into the New Zealand mermaid and I could not find any extra information on it. So it kind of makes me leery, but 2014 New Zealand found itself swept up in mermaid legends. When in 2014, a crew of fishermen claimed to have found the remains of a mermaid on South Island. The fishermen were concerned that they discovered the body of a possible murder victim. However, upon closer inspection by local authorities, it was evident that the skeleton was not entirely human. The body resembled that of a human-like creature that was shown to have aquatic features. The discovery ran rampant with everyone in New Zealand learning about the aquatic humanoid found on South Island. Since the authorities were unsure what to make of the find, the University of Auckland was brought in to explain what the fisherman had found. So I kept looking in to see if it was legit or if it was proven a f- a fake, and I couldn't find any further information on it one way or the other. That's strange which almost makes you wonder if someone covered it up, they tucked it away. Well, that's
1: what I was going to say. If, if if something like that happened, it's definitely going to get covered up. It's going to get, you know, swept under the rug for whatever fucking reason. I, I'm not really sure why, but
0: Yeah, just to I don't know. I feel like if something of this nature were to get out, it would you would have to change the history books because it's essentially yeah. Another another branch of our evolution. Another branch of man. You right. know what I mean? Because for sure. You, we'll get into that a little bit later, by the way. I skipped this one, but I thought it was interesting anyway. 2009, mermaid fever swept through the Israeli town of Kiryat Yam. As a mermaid was making appearances at dusk, often performing tricks for the locals and tourists alike, people in town were claiming to see a being that was part young woman, part fish. The first local to have seen it, seen the mermaid claim she was sunbathing as he is he and his friends approached her she bounded from the sand and disappeared into the waves they were all shocked to discover the sunbathing woman had no legs but a tail instead this one sighting was not an isolated event as word spread about the mermaid hundreds of people came forward claiming that they had seen it in curia yam uh, the mermaid became so popular that the town council had offered has offered a one million dollar reward for any evidence that she exists that's wild. Dude, that is that is putting your money where your mouth is. Absolutely. And the fact that not only locals were seeing it, but also tourists. I looked into this one a little bit, and they were building a new pier, I believe. Like a new commercial district. Yeah. And as they were just like, the more that they disturbed the water, the more that she would be seen. But the fact that they said she was doing tricks and shit, like that's, that's not just catching a glimpse no. of something that you think... Is a mermaid?
1: No, and in all fairness, it that makes me that makes me think of the the movie Little Mermaid. The fact that she's being so careless, yeah, with the humans, and then I can see it going either way. Like either dude is legit putting his money where his mouth is, and like I want I want proof of this, or it's a fucking he's, tourist trap,
0: or he's calling their bluff. Yeah, like, that too. Like if this is legit, then prove it right here's
1: a million bucks
0: yeah i don't know but that's that's a lot of people seeing something similar something which i thought i'd just share that list with you guys because it's kind of interesting but this brings me to the post that i found on reddit now bear with me this is on reddit so i can't go one way or the other on whether or not this is legit but it's interestingly it's interesting enough to put some pieces together to kind of branch off of the subject. So we're going to go with it. So this is the infamous mermaid post from Reddit. It says, hello, I'm posting for an acquaintance that does not meet Reddit requirements for posting in this sub. Uh, this is not my information, nor am I in any way related to the situation or any actions taken by her. Everything in italics beyond this point is verbatim her story as provided to me. And I will read this to you. There is a lot of stuff redacted, which... China sounds like when people decide to make up a story they're going to redact a bunch of shit but on the flip side of that if it's legit there's going to be a bunch of shit redacted. True. So bear with me here. It goes the Navy has always worked in conjunction with the government to keep this quiet on all fronts. Other governments have similar systems in place to keep this information strictly in the realm of fiction according to public perception. I'm compelled to break my silence and uh, disseminate this information. My colleagues in the organization I've called home for the past 12 years is responsible for keeping one of the greatest uh, says genealogical discoveries of all time. The sector I work for is being reconstructed and downsized, so I'm going to lose my job in May. This post should expedite that process. All, identifi- all identifying information has been redacted. I began my career located, redacted, redacted. I hold... Uh, ms in biological sciences from redacted and a phd in wildlife and fishery sciences from redacted in 2012 there was an incident of a few beach whales that were investigated by the noaa for those of you wondering the noaa is the national oceanic and atmospheric administration uh and a team from the navy was also investigating this was very thoroughly hushed up immediately afterward the whales were full of perfectly circular incisions where large chunks of flesh had been removed like cylinders of meat essentially at first we thought this had been done after beaching but we learned that they'd washed up that way what really caught everyone's attention was the seared flesh around the circumference of the incisions as if they were burned out with lasers we were all baffled as we'd never seen anything like this in marine life then we got a call informing us that a small team would be conducting a hydrographic survey in the area using echo sounder of a local vessel. We typically use a technique called multi-beam sonar to scan and map the seafloor in astounding detail. The data we collected, or we collect, is processed by various parties and is usually uploaded to online databases. We were told this would not be the case for this expedition. Long story short, we found irrefutable evidence of an advanced human species living under the oceans. Using the multi-beam sonar, we found their dwelling areas and also what appeared to be underwater vehicles of some kind. The creatures themselves were tracked by the Navy over a course of two weeks using a submersible equipped with special deep-sea observation equipment. The creatures displayed speeds of 70-plus knots, faster than that of a sailfish, which is widely considered to be the fastest creature in the ocean. They also were recorded emitting sounds that resemble marine communications. And instruments also captured the emissions of precision sonar blasts that damaged the hull of the submersible, according to Navy reports. There's footage of the creatures, including juveniles. The Navy did not share this video with us, but an officer I spoke with gave the following description. They didn't look real. This is quoted. They didn't look real. They look like computer, in- com- computer animation or something. They have a glow around their entire bodies and they move really fast. Like even small movements like turning their head or moving an arm was like watching a high frame rate video. They look nothing like any fictional disp- depiction out there. They do not have a fish tail. They are completely humanoid but extremely thin and tall. Their bodies were covered in a material resembl- resembling elemental mercury that looked like it was moving. They were very interested in the submersible and seemed to know that they were being observed, as a few times they would swim off and come back with more creatures. We observed a max at five of them at once, varying sizes but otherwise identical in appearance. Their eyes were completely white, no visible hair nor any features that implied male or female. No visible ears, and their mouths were wide and lipless. We flashed a sequence of lights at them, sound, and even extended a robotic arm on the submersible to try to get some kind of physical sample DNA from the specimen or water nearest to them. We don't know how they were swimming, as they weren't wading or moving their bodies as a way a fish would or even a human would need to move underwater. They were capable of just moving rapidly in any direction, without the need to change positions or swim." In fact, during the majority of the observations, they were floating motionless without losing or gaining buoyancy. Now, there were also craft observed via sonar, some very large. They would move faster than anything should be capable of moving underwater. They were not seen or recorded on video, just sonar. They would at times disappear completely while being observed as if they left the water or cloaked themselves. We have two weeks worth of data in just this one area. We were made aware that this is one of many spots around the world where these creatures reside hidden from view. A briefing that I was able to read during a meeting indicated that the Marianas Trench is where the largest concentration of these creatures reside. And that seemed to be completely unaffected by its depths. Structures believed to be dwelling units have been mapped. They are perfectly hexagonal and are joined together like honeycomb. Their composition is unknown. The navy confiscated most of the hard evidence as well as some sonar readings <clears throat> that are only anomalous if you know what you're looking for. I want everyone to know this information. We are not alone. They're not or they aren't from outer space. In order to exist at these depths and under astronomical pressures, these beings are either invincible or they have evolved so far beyond us that they have some kind of technology that negates both of those dangers actively being covered up by every lettered organization and by our military. Other nations are aware of these beings, and I believe some authentic videos may be mingled in all the other doctored stuff. The sightings in Kirit Yam were, were authentic. We mapped a collection of the dwellings off the coast near Cyprus Island. So, to start off, they mentioned that Kirit Yam sighting, which, which is bizarre because they said that The beings in this story did not have tails, but the curate yam mermaid did have a tail. Right. So that's kind of bizarre. Next, as I pointed out to you when I was talking to this earlier, the whales that they found—what does that sound like to you?
1: Like, like we were talking about cattle mutilation for sure. Exactly. Like the first thing I said was aliens.
0: So, since you said that, there are—they talked about off the coast of Cyprus tons and tons and tons of UFO sightings in Cyprus. There's just links to them. Also, underwater UFOs.
1: Right, USOs.
0: Yeah. Which make it even more bizarre. Yeah. Because if you kind of listen to the description, it kind of sounds like an alien description. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. And then, you know, what she stumbled on she
1: might be convinced that they're fucking mermaids, but what if she just stumbled on aliens, essentially? Exactly. You know, they could have been looking
0: for one thing and found it a completely different thing. And, like, like if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast where he was interviewing the Air Force guy... Yeah. What... All of his UFOs pretty much are linked to the ocean. Yeah, every video he's got, he talks about it rising up from out of the ocean and sinking. Yeah, maybe we're looking in the wrong direction.
1: It is, it is possible. I mean, you, I've heard stories of, of of like colonies being in the ocean. You don't hear it too often though. But I I have, I have read stories of where, you know, they basically have said that there are colonies, there are motherships down there, or or however you want to describe it, but. Maybe the son of bitches are here right underneath our
0: nose and we have no idea. And like it talks about the mercury being around it, helping it move. If you look into Nazi UFO experiment experiments, use spinning mercury to generate lift. Like that was one of the big things that they were into was, That's weird. was the use of mercury, which is fucking weird. So if this person that wrote it all up was either good on its shit, knew its, knew its stuff to make up, fake shit that's kind of crazy because I want to do an episode
1: on it but I've heard it before where there's I forget the name of the lake but there's a super deep lake in Russia and there's an account of a military team diving down there and ironically enough the people are quote unquote wearing like gray
0: suits or something silvery type suits which could be comparable to beings covered in mercury yeah Right here in his book, 2007, Hitler's Suppressed and Still Secret Weapons, Science and Technology, Henry Stephen writes that the violent-hued fuel used to power the bell was red mercury. As conventional mercury does not contain fluid compounds, Stevens also tells of a story of a German scientist, Otto Sinkri, who told... A teenage Greg Rowe about special Third Reich technology that utilized concave mirror atop a device believed to be the Nazi bell. Rowe claims Sentry told him that the device was capable of generating images from the past. That's crazy. It's so weird. Because, like, if it's... It kind of threw me off right at the beginning when they said genealogical because it's spelled, like, family tree. Right. Which is which is kind of fucked up, but it could just be lost in context. And there was something else when I was reading it that kind of made me think like,,
1: uh... yeah, like you said, every every description that she gave, it sounded like your typical alien description, yeah, minus like her flat out saying like almond shaped eyes
0: or something like that. because if you look into if you look into UFO sightings in the area, there's a bunch. Like Royal Marine recalls UFO sighting in Cyprus, 1971. Uh, UFO activity above Cyprus. UFO sightings in Cyprus. Uh, hot new destination for UFO spotter. Cyprus. So the activity is there, and it's and it's described as the one that we were like, man, maybe this is this is a new species, you know, lipless. Right. And because they kind of pulled from that too. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. But the more I got to thinking about it, I remember reading an article that kind of goes a different direction. Yeah. So I read, I'm pulling this from inverse.com. Ancient humans procreated with at least four other species. So it says 50,000 years ago, human romantic horizons extended far beyond boring Homo sapiens. It's according to a July 2019 study that describes how our ancestors often mated with other species of the Homo genus, Neanderthals, Denisovians or Denisovans, and two other unnamed humanoids. Weird, right?
1: It makes me curious as to why they're
0: quote-unquote unnamed. Maybe because they're not discovered. Discovery was made after scientists used previous studies to create mixing maps, a.k.a. when and where mating between humans and other humanoid species happened. Turned out these cross-species liaisons happened at times in Europe and other times in Asia. Uh, Most frequent mixing events were between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. Modern humans met and interbred with Neanderthals in western Eurasia around 50,000 to 55,000 years ago. But Neanderthals also mated with our species in East Asia. The results are still evident in our genetics. Most European and Asians have approximately 2% Neanderthal DNA right now. Um, Anyway, these ones that they are not known. Humans also mated with two currently unknown species of ancient humanoid. The results suggest. In this study, they're labeled EH1 and EH2. There's a theory that the EH1 group might have actually been Denisovians, but this study argues that EH1 is so genetically divergent that it's equidistant to both Neanderthals and Denisovians and probably represents an entirely new humanoid group. EH1 genes have been found in the DNA of some modern Asian and Australopalpean populations. The signature of the other unknown extinct humanoid EH2 can be found in the genomes of individuals who live near... The Liang Bao Cave in Flores, Indonesia. It's currently unclear if these genes are related to homofluorescence, an extinct species of hominid whose remains have been found in Flores. Anyway, I bring this up because what if one of these hominids either are from under the water or return to the water?
1: Which is possible in, totally this, in possible. this scenario.
0: Totally possible. Because if you listen to, um, if you look into David Politis's, uh Bigfoot research, he gets into the, the genetics of such and DNA of Bigfoot, and it shows that Bigfoot was, I know this is going to be kind of taboo, but Bigfoot was the result of a human mating with an unknown hominid. So could one of these unknown hominids that were mating with humans and Neanderthals back then, one of them be a Bigfoot, so to speak, or created the Bigfoot and they ended up staying on land. And the second one could have easily went back into the water.
1: Oh, for sure. Cause
0: evolution is like, all life came from the water. Who's to say that, that, a, uh, a humanoid creature didn't evolve underwater. That's not that different from us. Maybe they're so advanced they're just really effing good at staying hidden.
1: Just like the Bigfoot. Right? Another thing that's weird when you link those two together in a lot of cases there are UFOs spotted around Bigfoot sightings. See? Which maybe is they're working weird.
0: maybe they're working in tandem. Maybe underwater, underwater humanoids advanced so far that they have these vehicles that were reported in this post that I found. And they're they're just cruising around to make sure their Bigfoot counterparts stay alive and stay hidden. It almost made me wonder if there wasn't a little bit of
1: I mean, this is going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but it's kind of what I do. It makes me wonder if there isn't some type of like outside gene editing going on. It could be, you know, because the the popularity of UFOs around Bigfoot sightings are in this particular location where they were. I don't and it, it is unclear as to why they were in this position, like in this place looking, you know, were they looking for mermaids and they stumbled across this shit or <laughs> or what was going on? Like, I, you know, why were they there in in the first place? Be my, you know, question.
0: It's so, I don't know, man. It's so weird that people, like, people, I don't know. I don't know. People are seeing something. I agree. You know, but whether or not it's a living, breathing flesh and bone mermaid. Anybody's guess? Yeah, you're not going to know. But oh, you would know it if you saw it. Maybe. I feel like
1: I'm a pretty good judge character, and if I see you with a fucking fishtail, jumping out of the water I'm like what in the fuck (laughs) strut my stuff yeah I'm like that's a mermaid (laughs) or a merman (laughs)
0: it's for sure a mermaid
1: and nobody's gonna tell me any different if that's what I saw then that's what I saw
0: unless it's a unless it's an alien I mean
1: realistically is there any further I mean the the description kind of goes fucking hand in hand if you're seeing a mermaid or a fucking alien I mean it's both out of this world Crazy, right? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to to call a mermaid an alien is really not that far-fetched.
0: It's, I don't know, man. It's bizarre.
1: It is bizarre. I couldn't imagine seeing one in in real life. It's got Everett terrified. I'd be fucking scared, too, especially if these things were mean.
0: So, again... Take that red, that red last story, that Reddit story with a grain of salt. Like I said, I can't confirm or deny whether or not it's real, but I wouldn't put it past no. anybody covering it up, you know? Hell no. I mean, regardless if it's real or not, it made for a good story, and it kind of correlates with some other stories. Right. It's bizarre.
1: It is bizarre. We'll have to do a little bit of sidewall research and check out the whales to see if they have ever pulled... Whales like that that have had like cylinders cut out of them, like like the cattle mutilations. Yeah, which I'll makes have you to check wonder that out,
0: or any animal for that matter. You know, because you hear a right. lot that a lot of it's just livestock, which which makes sense because like farmers have their eyes on livestock all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. If right. a deer gets mutilated in the forest it's by some weird experiment, nobody's gonna find
1: it. No, and then on top of that and except for in some cases but it could be consumed by other animals or you know natural decomposition etc etc etc. Yeah.
0: So that was my little mermaid escapade I thought I'd share with you guys when I found that reddit story I was like man I got to put this out there for everybody to check out but I got to get some other some other things to fill in some time so hoped you enjoyed our little trek under the ocean It was good yeah let me know what you think about it you guys believe mermaids are real or do you think it's just a bunch of old dudes on a boat seeing stuff <laughs> or do you think they're aliens yeah. or yeah. do you think they're a figment of everyone's imagination your and guess you think, is as good as mine do you think they're interdimensional beings which I do could everything be. is
1: could be could just
0: be straight up aliens right so let me know what you think until next time Check us out at all our social medias Facebook, Instagram Twitter and YouTube Leave us some scary encounters Or just say hi And stay weird And just stay out of the water That's what I do That's what Brady does Stay the fuck out of the water Weird shit under there
1: Every time
0: Nobody's got time to deal with mermaid aliens Nope It's gonna be fine